Welcome to the Go and Grow Show with Bree and C, a podcast created to help you unplug from pop culture and into Christ. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Go and Grow Show with Bree and C. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. We're in 2017. Woohoo! Yes, it's a new year, a new start. Um, hopefully, everyone's New Year's getting off to a great start. But hope, hopefully, you had a good New Year's Eve as well. Um, what did you do for New Year's Eve, C? I had a great New Year's Eve. I ended up going to church. I like to open my New Year's Eve in church. I attended the Worship United Church out of Brandon, Florida with Pastors Liddell Cole and Pastor Tanya Cole, and they had a phenomenal uh, array of different Christian artists performing and were just praising God, and the Holy Spirit was there, and it was so awesome. And I'm believing 2017 for our listeners, myself, for you as well, Bree, that this will be the year of uncommon favor, uncommon ex- unexpected blessings to just surround us in 2017. It's going to be a phenomenal, blessed year. What about yourself? What'd you do, Bree? Well, first, amen. I receive all of that. Woo! Yes, that's right, <laughs> honey. Receive it. And <laughs> it's yours. I ended up going to 3M1 Cafe with some friends. Um, okay. It's a Christian cafe in Okoe. We had a great time. There was even some performances by some um, Christian hip-hop artists, including Aaron Cole and Roy Tosh. Check them out on um, YouTube or in- uh, Instagram on social media if you haven't heard of them it's um, great edifying music but there's still some good beats um catchy music so definitely check them out awesome that sounds like fun i love the three-in-one cafe matter of fact i'll be heading out there in a little bit but they always bring it i mean i'm glad you had a great time and i got to check out that artist you mentioned oh i forgot to mention at the new year's eve celebration that i attended they had an artist out of tampa named second chance was a christian rap artist, which is awesome. So I guess we were both in the spirit, praising God in fun ways in New Year's Eve 2017. Yeah, that's great. We have a lot of like local talent here in Tampa that we get to check out. So even if you're not in Tampa, I just um, suggest you just look around and see. You never know what's out there until you start looking. So definitely just check out and see what's around you. Um, you never know what concerts or what um, tours are going on right in your right in your backyard. You never know. That's right. And Bree, you brought up a great point. There's so many Christian artists out there behind our backyard. If you hear of anyone, know of anyone, please hit us up and let us know. Maybe a potential guest on the Go and Grow show um, up and coming episodes in 2017. So we would love to hear of other artists that are out there. Right. Definitely. So there's something you want to share with our listeners today? I do. I do. As we're in the new year, 2017, there's a devotional that I love reading every day. It's called Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence, Devotions for Every Day of the Year. And it's written by Sarah Young. Some of our listeners may or may not know about it, but I really enjoyed reading the one that was for January 1st. And as I shared it with you, I said, I want to share it with the listeners. And it reads, come to me with a teachable spirit, eager to be changed. A close walk with me is a life of continual newness. Do not cling to old ways as you step into a new year. Instead, seek my face with an open mind, knowing that your journey with me 
involves being transformed by the renewing of your mind. As you focus your thoughts on me, be aware that I am fully attentive to you. I see you with a steady eye because my attention span is infinite. I know and understand you completely. My thoughts embrace you in everlasting love. I also know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Give yourself fully to this adventure of increasing attentiveness, excuse me, to my presence. And that's found out of Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and Jeremiah 29 and 11. I loved that devotional, and I wanted to share that with our listeners as we enter into the new year of 2017. Thanks for sharing that with everyone. You're welcome, Bree. I'm already excited for 2017 now. <laughs> Woohoo! That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Well, this is a great podcast. You guys are in for a treat. Here is part one of the interview with Bree and Jason McGriff, the founder of Open Praise Tampa, which is a phenomenal open mic forum for Christian artists and spoken word artists to display their love for Christ. And make sure you also check out the next episode for part two of this interview, which will also include a recap of the top five listened to episodes of the Go and Grow show in 2016. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Go and Grow show. This is Bree. Unfortunately, C wasn't able to join us, but today I'm joined by Jason McGriff. He is a Tampa native. He founded Open Praise in 2013. It is an out, outreach ministry here in Tampa where Christians can express themselves in an open mic environment. Open Praise's motto is entertainment fit for the kingdom, which I love and we'll talk about a little later. Open Praise was the 2016 winner of Best of the Bay, Best Open Mic. That includes music. How are you doing, Jason? Good morning. How are you? Well, I'm doing, I'm doing good. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm excited about this discussion, so I'm looking looking forward to it. So, in addition to hosting um, Open Praise Tampa, you are also a poet, and I'm not sure which which came first, uh, Open Praise or your your poetry. Um, poetry came first, definitely. I, I started doing poetry in I believe 2009. Um. Here in Tampa, but that wasn't my first exposure to poetry. I actually used to just go to open mic shows, like for a long time in D.C. and Orlando, and then um, when I moved back home to Tampa. Then I went to an event, and I really didn't like none of the poets, so I wrote a poem, and it started from there. Okay, so when you first started, was it secular, more secular, or was it? Christian poetry? No, it was it was secular. Um I actually I actually leaned more towards erotic poetry. Um and so it definitely wasn't <laughs> Christian poetry. It was erotic poetry that I liked writing the most. Uh-huh. And um and I grew in my writing from there. Um because I I learned to write an erotic poem without using you know, all the harsh words and everything. So it kind of helped me write, um, you know, develop my writing. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess obviously now you're doing more Christian-oriented poetry. 
what caused you to transition from the secular poetry to more edifying poetry? Oh, man. Well, well, one time I went there, I was going through a lot um, <clears throat> in um, 2012. Um, so, you know, uh, my mother had cancer and I was I was going through a lot at one time. So my mother had cancer. I I was facing a DUI uh, charge. So I was fighting a DUI charge. So um, all at the same time, all concurrently. So I was about to lose my job. Mother had cancer, and all of these great things. And this uh, after everything got really heavy. At one point, then you know, just uh, the Holy Spirit just started speaking to me. I I got saved in my my room by myself. You know, I, I um, gave my life to Christ that night, and the Holy Spirit just started pouring into me, telling me all the things I needed to change. And um, that was one of my biggest things, like, because because I was growing in my writing and, you know, getting popular, you know, as far as spoken word and in the community as, as a um, decent poet, you know, up and coming, you know. And one of my things was like, oh, man, like, I'm going to have to change my poems. I can't write you know, um, the poems I've been writing. So that kind of started it right there. Oh, wow. Sorry to hear about your, your mother's passing. Um, mm -hmm. And it sounds like that had a, a really profound impact on you in addition to all the other things you mentioned. And the Holy Spirit was convicting you about your, I guess, your lifestyle, which influenced your, your poetry just overflowed into, into that area. Yes, exactly. Yes. And, and I, so that that was go ahead. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and that was one of the the things actually that that helped me. You know, um, once I started growing as a Christian and um, learning how Christianity works and how the Holy Spirit works, because that was my biggest thing. I was uh, poetry was my outlet. You know, I was you know I didn't go to clubs anymore and things of that nature. So. Poetry was, was it for me. I I would go to poetry show almost every night. I would travel. I would go to, you know, locally. I would go to Orlando, St. Pete. I didn't care. I would go everywhere. So I was I was in a tough place with that. And, um, you know, as, as things progressed, it just showed me how the Holy Spirit worked. And it showed me that, you know, he got me to this writing point for a reason, you know. And so um, once I was a little more seasoned on the stage and, and, you know, going to some pretty tough spots, tough as in, you know, they may not say anything. They may just look at you. They may not clap for you. <laughs> Things of that nature. I've never gotten booed. But, you know, they might as well have booed some nights. You know, it just was kind of rough. They didn't so, give you the finger I, snaps. No snaps, no <laughs> clap, no eye contact. You know, everyone's looking down at their phone. <laughs> and it just toughens you as a, as a performance poet. You know, and um, and now I see why because you know, you know now when I minister at church or go to different churches, you know, you you deal with a lot of of those same things. Like if they're not, um, they're, if they're religious, um, so they're like, what is this? This ain't pastor, or you know, and they're used to the same format of Christianity, then you might not be received well. But me going through all of those different places, it doesn't bother me at all. Like I would. You know, it doesn't bother me that if you don't clap or if you don't get it. I know my purpose. I know why I'm there. So hopefully you'll get it later, you know. So it's kind of just sowing a seed. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I actually when I was in college I used to go to some of the black on black rhyme poetry events in Tallahassee and they also had some events on our campus and I, I've experienced those erotic those erotic poems and as I got more uh, closer with God and developed my, my faith walk as I like you say as you get convicted like I started I was like oh maybe I shouldn't be enjoying this stuff so yeah, yeah it just kind of like overflowed and I started looking more into into Christian poets and and just music in general media in general just more more Christian alternatives to things so I really appreciate um as we'll get into start talking about open praise, like how you have this outlet for Christians to express themselves freely in, in an open mic environment. So that's, that's great. Yeah. So Funny to mention, um, black on black, that's where I started. Most, most poets and staff have started black on black run. So I can't ever not mention black on black run because like almost everyone here started there. Oh, you know? okay. Mm-hmm. So speaking of, open praise how did it get its start you said i know you became a a poet because you didn't like what you heard is that kind of how open praise kind of started to you didn't see anything that was catering to a christian crowd and you decided why not me why not get that started uh kinda it was more I don't know if, I, if it was, I, I say selfish. I don't know if it was selfish or, or just listen to the Holy Spirit. Because at that time, I really didn't know how to, you know, hear from the Holy Spirit, I don't think. It was um same thing. I was home because I, I stopped going out. You know, I was really in a bad place. So I didn't even, well, actually, I don't think I could go out because I didn't have a license <laughs> from the DUI situation. Um so it just God just put you in that place. I was in a place um, in my room. I remember the Holy Spirit saying, um, "Now I know it was the Holy Spirit." Now uh, I want you to start an open mic show because that was bothering me that I couldn't go to open mic shows. And if I did go, I really couldn't perform anything because most everything I had and most everything that people liked was erotic. So it's kind of no purpose of me going because I don't like to go if I can't get on the mic. You know, that that was my thing. I, I got to get on the mic. Yeah. So, and he said, start an open mic show. I said, cool, I'll start an open mic show. And so I started and it was, um, it was going to be a secular show, just like what everyone else was doing. And it was, I was thinking, okay, it's going to be like a vocal show. That's what I would do. So I um I called it Tampa Bay's Vocal Showcase. I started a page for it and everything. I think that page is still up. And so <laughs> everything lives day, forever uh, on the internet. Right, exactly. So I'm pretty sure that page is still. I actually use it to promote uh, Open Praise, believe it or not. So, um, the spirit was like, no. It's like I just heard his voice very clearly. Like, no. I want you to start a Christian open mic show. And I said, because it was like a real conversation, I said, that's not going to work. <laughs> just like that. I just said, I said, that's not going to work. I said, but okay, I'll do it. You know, so I went home and I, I was like sitting on the bed again. I'm always sitting on the bed. And it's an open praise. It was just open praise at the beginning. It was just open praise. And uh, so I said, okay, open praise. I like open praise. 
you know, it means something. It's not just a, um, in an open praise, but if you look deeper, it's it's what we do. It's it's probably how we should praise openly, you know. And so I called it open praise, and that's that's how the name came about. And I started it. That's why I started it. And and like I said, I couldn't perform. So there, it was a place there, an outlet for Christians, Christian poets, um, to do their, um, you know, their pieces and everything, and to praise God openly. And so, the thing with that is, uh, I think I got my license back somewhere in that time before our first event, and I went to a couple of the open mic uh, shows. And so, you know, I'm a pretty bold guy. So I was like, well, and I wrote my first uh, faith-based piece called You Are. Um, I wrote it for a couple of reasons. My mother passed, um, and I was writing that piece while she was um, suffering from cancer. And so that was like helping me cope with it because I had to deal with a lot of family uh, when she passed and when she was passing with the cancer. It was it was really messy. And so you are was my first faith-based piece, and piece, and so I um, went to a couple of the events, and I did it there. And so this confirmation of the Holy Spirit was that um, I was like, okay, I'm gonna just do it, you know. And I remember at one of the events particularly, once I did that piece, it changed the room, you know. And I just go to this show, and I actually hosted that that event a couple of times. And so once I did, you are. Everyone that came after me changed their poem, like oh, they were wow. convicted, and um, and that let that was my confirmation that night. I never forget that night, you know, because I, you know, when you get up, you, you know, you kind of talk into your piece what you're gonna do. Sometimes, sometimes I just go in, but then I had to explain that I don't do erotic poetry anymore, um, and they didn't believe me, of course, and. And I tell them, no, it's true, for real. Like, I'm not playing. Like, this isn't an intro to a poem either. So, yeah. and I, I did, you are. And everyone that came after me, even when, like, one of the most biggest, one of the biggest poets in the nation was there. And he was like, well, since the young brother don't do erotic poetry, I'm not going to do the poem I was going to do. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It kind of threw me off, too, because he's like the man, you know? I look up to him. I learned a lot from him in poetry as far as our stage presence and delivery and everyone after me changed their poems and i i just that was confirmation that that just did it for me right there and i was on my way so i know you mentioned how all those things in your life they kind of transitioned you along with uh getting convicted by the holy spirit and you you were growing as as a christian what would you say to someone who is going through some trials in life um, to encourage them? Um, definitely consult the Holy Spirit first. You know, pray, wait, you know, listen. Like, you know, the Holy Spirit already knows what you're going through. You know, um, I would refrain. I mean, you can talk to people. But I would mostly talk to God like 99.9% and trust what the Holy Spirit tells you, even even if it's something you don't agree with. Um, because, you know, I mean, God lets us go through things for reasons. Like all of the stuff I went through, it was a, a long time. 
And so he let me go through it. It wasn't even a way to get out of it. It's like, you don't have a license. There's nothing around that. So trust God, trust what God tells you because he's trying to get you to a place. Because once you come out of it, you're going to look back and you're going to smile and you're, gonna, you're not going to want to remove that um, that testimony from from your life because that, you know, that valley that you're in, you know, it's going to help you get to that place where God wants you to be. So I would definitely say trust God, talk to God, um, consult God first, you know, the Holy Spirit, talk to the Holy Spirit. And I would, you know, mostly leave people out of it because you're going to get opinions and most people just want to be nosy. <laughs> so they're just going to say something just to hear what you're going through and tell someone else, you know, not really offer you good advice. Not saying everyone, but just my, my biggest thing is trust God first, talk to God. Yeah, go straight mm-hmm. to the source, I guess. <laughs> exactly, and, yeah. and and trust it, even if it sounds crazy, just trust it. Yeah, and look what your your obedience has um, produced. Like, look at Open Praise, how it's impacting the culture here in, in Central Florida. We have these Christian open mics that people can come to and uh, hear hear some great poetry. And it's not just. And I was able to attend the last event you all had in the park, which was which was great. And you didn't just have people doing open mic; you had people doing um, dancing, and they were rapping. Like it was it was great, um, a great experience. And I noticed how supportive you were of all these artists. Like you were encouraging them to to perform and everything. People were kind of well, they weren't shy. They were just a little hesitant. You just really like encouraged them. And you were like, I could see you in the back, like cheering for them. So that was, that was great. Just watching the dynamic between you and the artists that, that um, were performing. So that was, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, it is, it's not, you know, the thing is, it's, uh, I think Christians aren't as bold as we should be. Um, you know, I believe that, you know, we're on different levels and everything like that, because even with open praise, like you don't just have to come there and do a faith-based piece. Mm -hmm. It's, it's promoting positivity. Like if you want to come and sing a song, a secular song, you can, as long as it's positive and uplifting, because it's all about the spirit behind it. You know, um, I think we lose a lot of people coming to Christianity because, um, because of religion, you know, because of what they've experienced in the past and, and, and not, not understanding that we're free, you know, pretty much to do what we want. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's in the Bible, you can do what you want, but you know, not all the things are edifying to your life, you know, so you can do what you want. You just got to choose, you know, what you're doing. So if you want to come out and sing a happy, positive song, that's cool. You know, it's all about the spirit behind it, you know, because we try to promote love and, and of course, Christianity. We want you to come to Christ, definitely. Um, because, you know, because you can go to a lot of places and a lot of open mics and the spirit in the room is so heavy. It's so negative. And that's one of the rules at open, at open praise is that it has to be positive. We don't really care what you do, you know, but as long as it's positive, you know, of course, most people want to do that come there do um, a Christian piece or, um, um, you know, most do. Yeah. And that's the thing for it. Cause when you, when you go, like I, when I, I went to that one event and everyone who followed me uh, did a faith-based piece, that means they have them. 
They're just not comfortable doing them in the places in which they go, you know, especially if you go and it's pro-black or if you go and it's pro-white or if you go and it's all erotic or if you go and it's man bashing, which is, I hate man bashing. <laughs> Hopefully there aren't too many you know? of those. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of man bashing poems, so you oh. go and it's like, and then they go sit down with their boyfriend. I'm like, oh, how do you do like that? A venting <laughs> session, a venting session, not really open yeah. mic. Yeah. Right. So, you know, open praise is just that you can go, you can come. It's, it's straight up. We let you know we are Christians. We do pray in, we do pray out. Um, we acknowledge the Holy Spirit. We acknowledge the trilogy. It, like, we let you know, like, there's no faking. Like, we are Christians in here. And, you know, I am the host, and I do let them know, do not disrespect my mic. I don't care if you're not a Christian, but don't be disrespectful. You know, and we have a great time. And I, I always tell people, like, don't wait to get on the list. Because once the Holy Spirit starts moving, like, we welcome the Holy Spirit in here. And, you know, it's going to move. And we've had some time. Like, we're supposed to be gone by 11. It's one thirty. We're still praising God. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're doing our thing. It's Saturday night. It's packed. You know, because people want to see this thing. They're like, mm, let me see. And uh, and there's one thing I want to say is that, uh, you know, per my instruction from the Holy Spirit, I will never do it in a church. You know, and it's for a reason. It's because um, he, he called it open praise for a reason, and I'm still understanding why he just called it open phrase. We added the Tampa later because we're we're um, about to grow. Yeah. So if we go to different cities, you know, we just want to identify which city. But we would never do it in the church because, you know, I tell people all the time, it's easy to be a Christian in church oh, or yeah. it's easy to hide in the walls of the church. But um, like the event you came to in the park, I, I'm starting to love those. Those that's, that, was our, that was our second event in a park. And... Um, it's just when you're out, you're open, people walk by, pass by, and they're like, oh, they're doing it, and they have open mic. Like, and then, you know, you mention the name of Jesus or the Holy Spirit of God, or they hear the praise music. They're like, oh, they're Christians. And you're like, oh, and then, you know, I believe in the Holy Spirit that they'll say, um, oh, they're not like the other Christians, you know, you know, and I want them to understand that it's we're just free. You know, we, you know, we're not scared we're not scary you know we're we're bold in our faith so we're outside we have a great time you know you come over you fellowship with us like the one we the first one we did at uh our lopez park there were people that came over and you know we were blasting our music and and the mic was way up so we're like doing christian poems i remember this one lady specifically was standing in the distance and I saw her, and I walked over to her, and I well, I summoned her over because she was way over there. Yeah. And come and she sat down with us, and she was really enjoying. She's like, I've never seen anything like this. And and the crazy part is, she was going to write. She's a uh, like a writer, not really a performance poet, but she uh, she said she was going to write the day before, but it rained or something to that nature. Yeah. And and we inspired her because she writes poems to God. And that's how the Holy Spirit works. It was there for her to be there that day, that time, to hear, like, these bold Christians outside praising God, mentioning them with God on the microphone with it blasting. You know, because you can blast every other type of music. So why not? And they do. Why not? 
And they do. Exactly. So, and that's kind of the gist of open praise. We're open. We, we won't be in a church because, you know, I feel like a church, you know, like our pastor tells us, you know, it's like the gas station, like the filling station. You come, you get some word, soak it up. You go out and you disperse it, you know, like, you know, like Paul says, go make, well, he said, go make disciples. So we're out here making disciples, you know, yeah. and we're, yeah. Yeah, I was about to just, just, I was just about to say, it almost sounds like a, a way of evangelizing. I mean, you're out there in the park and people just kind of come by and like, they hear these, these poems and it's like, oh, okay, like you said, these are real Christians promoting a real uh, Christian lifestyle. And they can see that, oh, it's not just, you know, religion or something. And that can cause people to dedicate or rededicate their lives back to Christ. It can be a, a, a catalyst for that. Because a lot of people, we grow up, you know, in church and we kind of hear the religion and the rules. And we don't really experience a Christian lifestyle like outside of church. And, exactly. And these people, they're performing poems about their life and and like you said, it doesn't have to be overtly Christian. Like you don't have to be literally like reading the Bible, but hearing people just <laughs> say things and applying like scripture and, and learning how God transformed their lives, like hearing their testimony, which is always powerful. Um, that could mm. you you never know what that could cause lead someone to do and develop their relationship with Christ. Um, and like you said, it doesn't have it doesn't have to be like they're telling you a sermon but it, there are a lot of things we do in life it's just it, it's a reflection of being a christian just as simple as um on our last show we had a guy who was a, a christian rapper and he says he has songs about loving his wife and that's like that's biblical i mean loving your wife we're called to love you know people especially our, our spouses and some right. people might just see it as oh it's a, a love song or something but if he's doing it in a, you know, like in a godly way, like those little things we do in life, like and reflecting, showing that, that Christ is the reason we're doing those or we're doing those as a result of our love for him. It just, it just right. points people back to Christ and you don't even, sometimes you don't even recognize it almost, but I mean, those little things we do in life, like uh, not getting offended when someone cuts us off in traffic or just right. those little mini things is a reflection right. of what what Christ is doing in our life. Exactly. You know, and the thing is, I love, you know, like I said, we can't take away the, the valleys. You know, we, we can't do that because then, you know, you just be regular. Um, and my, one of my favorite scriptures, Revelation 12, 11, we overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, um, is I love stories. You know, I was like, man, tell that story. That's why I, I do encourage a lot of people, like I said, to show. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are reluctant. You know, if they get up there and, like, one young lady, she said, I have these words I don't want to say. I'm like, say it. <laughs> you know, I said, you can say pretty much anything you want to say. It's all about how you say it. So you don't have to say that word. But, you know, we're pretty intelligent. You know, you can say it to a point where we get what you're saying because, you know what, someone here is going through that because God wants you to say it right now, <laughs> you know. And so that's the thing, you know, I I try to encourage people, like, don't, I know people are timid, but don't be scared, you know, because you're going to miss God and and you're going to miss your assignment and someone needs to hear what you went through, what you've gone through. So I, you know, you are, um, when I wrote that, you know, I was just going through a lot and 
and that that helped me a lot, just release some stuff and grow and and everything. So I just encourage Christians to be to be bold to to understand, like you mentioned, traffic. You know, that's you know, I'm not a, a road rage type guy. But, you know, sometimes you just look at people like, you know. I can't say what I want to say, but I mean, and that, that grows you, that, that, you know, that grows you as a person, it grows you as a Christian and you smile or you wave like, okay, it's not so bad. It's cool. You know, everything is good. And you, you know, it's good to see you, you, you grow, oh, yeah. you know, and you, and you'll walk, you know, like, you know, the word, you know, and sometimes, you know, my thing is I have this thing I do where I tell people, man, I just don't want to let God down, but man, I was just like, because, you know, we're, we're human. So that's my thing that, that keeps me um, in pocket. Like, I just don't want to let down, let God down. You know, and I think if people focus on, on God, focus on Jesus, and like, like you know, not to uh, cliche, but what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. Just think, you don't want to, you don't want to let down your mother. Like, you wouldn't curse in front of your mother. Well, some people won't curse in front of their mother. You shouldn't. So, you know, you shouldn't curse in front of your father, you know, Jesus. You shouldn't curse like that. You shouldn't let words come out of your mouth. So if you think like, oh, I would say this, but God will get mad at me. I think that'll, that'll like, a lot of people would, would really, you know, start to grab this thing. And and not even Christians, but I, my thing is just being transparent, you know, letting people just see who you are. Like, yeah, I'm human. Like, you know, I'm not, like, so holy. Like, right. I was talking to my daughter. Like, you know, and I was telling her about, you know, she went to church with me. Well, her and my son came to church with me. And I was like, everyone, she's like, so you want to get saved today? And she's like, oh, not today. I'm thinking about it. You know, because we didn't, she didn't grow up in church. And, you know, they live in Orlando. I live in Tampa. You know, they're they're um, Spanish. So they're, they're Puerto Rican. So they're, they're Catholic, you know, if you want to say Catholic. But, and she says, your church is different than grandma's church. You know, it's like, because her grandmother... They, you know, the saints and all that. They have so much religion. In our church, she comes and we're doing poems and skits and the dances are all over the place. And, you know, we just might watch a video that day in church. Who knows? It's just whatever. We do what the Holy Spirit tells us to do. And I I think that once people get out of the religion, man, this thing could be so awesome. And and people who, who are against Christianity will get it, will get it, like, you know, just... You know, just be a better person. Just just try to be a better person. Don't get caught up in that, in the worldly stuff. You know, like our pastor told us one time, he's just that, he says the devil just makes this stuff more more enticing. Like, you know, it makes it look way better, that's all. And I think, um, I didn't really agree with that, but I agree with what he said, but I agree with what I want to say is, I think if Christians started showing how awesome God is, oh, yeah. then people start gravitating towards that. It's just, I, that's what I'm saying. should be bold. And they're like, oh man, Jay, you don't drink no more. I was like, you know what? I'm be honest. I drink wine. Um, I don't drink liquor anymore. I promise God. Um, he's like, well, how do you just stop drinking liquor? I was like, Holy Spirit said, well, every time you get in trouble, you're drinking liquor. So stop drinking liquor. So I said, okay. And I'll be honest. I said, when I finish this bottle, I'm not going to buy any more liquor. You know, and that's just real. I just, Tell them exactly how it went. I'm not going to say, well, you know, I was drinking and the Holy Spirit came on me and I threw all my liquor away. That's not what happened. I said, I'm going to finish this bottle and then I'm not buying it anymore. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And so we're all working on something. We all have something. 
I think when people try to present themselves better than someone else or more holy than someone else and act like, oh, all my bills are always paid or, oh, I don't have money issues or, oh, I don't have um, issues with pornography or or sex or whatever, then I think you're, you're going to miss somebody instead of, you know, being honest with that person, being transparent with that person, you know, as far as, you know, just let them know, hey, man, I got problems too, so I'm going to keep going to this church and, and get this thing right. And I, I tell you, the closer you get to God, man, that stuff will start falling off of you. Like, you know, I never tell them why I stopped that I don't drink anymore. I was like, man, I just don't have time. Like, I got I have, I have to go to rehearsal every day this week. You know, it's like it, if you start getting into this thing, you got so much to do with them. But guess what? You don't drink anymore. <laughs> Right. You know, people it's, it's, think that, you know, Christian lifestyle is so restrictive, but, you know, scripture says that Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. Like we have more freedom. We have, you know, more opportunity in Christ, like in your motto, which I really love when you say entertainment fit for the kingdom doesn't mean you can't have fun as a Christian. It doesn't mean you can't be entertained as a Christian. It just means that your entertainment is going to not just, um, you know, give you something to watch or hear, but it's going to grow you in the process. Like I I was just telling someone the other day, like entertainment and edification don't have to be mutually exclusive. Like you can, I think it's even better when you can go to something and you can laugh and have fun, but you, it's still going to grow you overall and not, you know, secular music is just going to make you feel bad. Are you going to, especially if you're a woman, you're going to feel like men don't respect you and, all these other um, things that, that secular culture promotes that, you know, the guy hates. Like, in this environment, you're getting something that's going to make you feel better, um, give you a better self-esteem, know your identity in Christ, and still have a good time. Like, I don't think it gets any better than that to me. I, I would I'll always recommend, in, you know, Christian culture to people and trying to get people to move away from secular culture. Yeah. Definitely. You, um, the secular culture, is, I mean, we've all gotten caught up in it. Yeah. Um, and like with the music, it's mostly the beats. <laughs> yeah. You know, you hear some beats and you're just like, man, I love this song. Um, and then you listen to, you know, what I used to do with my kids. I'm like, okay, let's cut the music out. All right. You know, so let's basically, if we're in the car, I'm like, let's quote the lyrics. I'm like, now what did he really say? You see, um, you know, take the music out and what do you say? And that's I'm, and I'll encourage. I'll say, I bet you could write something better than that. Mm, yeah. And you can use that same beat. Then what do you have? You have something really awesome. So like you said, that is edifying because the thing with open praise is, oh glory to God is, is just that when people come up, like, oh my God, I had such a great time. I didn't think it was gonna be like this. And you know, the Holy Spirit, you know, talks to you. You know, you know, He shows me the picture that they saw. They saw us in a church. They saw us, you know, all quiet and holy. Like we're, I believe, really, I always think you should be. We should be radical, you know. Just let, just be bold, man. Just let them know I'm a Christian. But uh, yep, I'm going to get these jet skis. I'm gonna ride out this weekend. Like, you know, you do the same thing. Let's, you just don't do it in a reckless manner. You, you know, you going out like say you're evangelizing. Any chance you get to minister and minister doesn't say, let me sit down and, and run these scriptures down your throat. You know, you, you can share your experience. You, you're there. Jesus right then. Like, you know, they want to see this thing. 
like, well, I don't do that anymore. You know, that that won't work for me. But, you know, we can do this or we can do that. And we can still have fun. We can not risk getting in trouble and messing up our life down here, you know. So you just right. kind of, you know, figure out how to minister in the way the Holy Spirit wants the Holy Spirit wants you to minister. It could just be with your smile. You can minister with your body language. You know, when you see someone, just say, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, putting hugging them or shaking their hand or, you know, someone they said, man, that's a nice guy. And, like, no one else speaks to me but this guy. And he talked to you, that's your chance. Like, oh, I'm a Christian, you know, we love everybody. Like, literally, you know. Um, and they start to, hmm, okay. You know, you have to show them the Jesus in you, not, you know, tell them to come to church because it's first first Sunday and we have communion. Um, you can have communion at your house. You, you know, you have to come to church for that. Right. You know, so you just have to, you know, just let people know, just be open with them saying, you know, we love Jesus. This is how we do. We do go out. We have a lot of fun, you know, major fun. I go everywhere, act like I own everything. Cause <laughs> this is God's stuff. I do. Yeah. You know, anyone who's ever hung out with me, they're like, you just think you own, I, like, this is God's stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's ours. We're heirs to the throne. Mm-hmm. And once people get it, you'll be just as bold as, as the secular people, you know? And then you'll start converting some of those secular people. And then the kingdom gets bigger. The kingdom grows. You know, the kingdom is as strong as, as it's supposed to be and not like in the background behind all of this other crazy stuff, you know? And I don't want to get ahead of you. This is great. Um, like, you know, the last thing that Jesus told us was, you know, to go out and, and preach the word and to make more disciples. And I think this really helps contribute to doing that. And there are quotes that say, like, your life is the best or what is it? Your life is the might be the only sermon people ever hear or something like that or the only right. Bible people mm-hmm. ever read. And when you live in a life that reflects Christ, like and not just, you know, as so many as so many people can do is like limited to on Sunday and then you go out and look like the world the rest of the week. Like there's, there's no difference. Like our, our lifestyle should show that we've been changed by Christ. Like being Christian means being Christ like, not just on Sunday, you know, listening to the preacher and, you know, doing your worship and your communion. What are you doing Monday through Saturday? And, and everyone, like you said, like we have our past stories. Most people's Saturday nights are uh, uh, used to be very uh, in contrast with what they do on Sunday morning. So it's living that lifestyle, being the same person all the time, being as you're getting changed by Christ, um, developing the fruit of the spirit, the, the patience and peace and love. And you're that's going to overflow into your life, into your actions. And that kind of, I guess, goes back to with people's poetry, those things, as you're doing those things, it's going to reflect, that's the type, it's going to be reflected in your poetry. Like we said, I guess just to wrap that back up, like that's going to overflow into what you're doing in, in your, your art and people are going to hear that and hear how you're transformed and they'll say, oh, okay, it's not just, Christianity isn't just something I should be doing on, on Sunday. This should be flowing in, in every area of my life. Follow us on social media. Check out our website at www.goandgrowshow.com or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and our handle is Go and Grow Show. Please don't forget to leave us an iTunes review and remember, share the fun and share our episodes with family, friends, coworkers, or anyone that wants to be encouraged.